Hello and welcome to the Samadhi Podcast. My name is Dasetu and I'm the host of the podcast and the teacher at Samadhi. As this is our first podcast, first I'd like to quickly introduce what the Samadhi Podcast is and what you can expect from listening. Every week we will be uploading two 15-minute sessions. The first will be a bite-sized teaching or discussion where we will explore the topic of the week. The topics are chosen either by people who have asked questions or by core themes from contemplative and the Buddhist tradition. The second session every week will be a meditation or a practice for the week, usually kind of related to the same topic. In these podcasts, by answering people's questions and by exploring Buddha's teachings in the non-dogmatic way that he intended, we will be introducing you to methods and practices that make you a happier and more peaceful and positive person. This week, we're going to be talking about a, a core Buddhist theme, and that is genuine happiness. So what does Buddhism say about happiness, about how to be happy? So if you've ever been to or heard any Buddhist discourse or talk or seminar, one of the things you probably would have heard about is this concept of happiness and suffering, sukha versus dukkha. Every sentient being has one wish that drives everything that they do. From the small day-to-day things like even just as simple as scratching an itch or putting a blanket on or opening the window and having this meal instead of this one. All of these small decisions that we make day to day to the deepest wish that we have for our life and how it's going to turn out. You know, whether that is to have a a big family or to have a successful career or to live in a house out of the country, whatever it is that we feel is our goal for life. This, this drives that too. And that is our desire to be happy, to be content, to be fulfilled, and to avoid any kind of discomfort, unhappiness, discontentment, you know, any kind of uh, uncomfortable feeling. We just want to avoid that. And so this drives absolutely everything we do. So it seems pretty easy to deduce that this is what derives all of us, you know, including uh, the smallest ants up to our pets, farmyard animals and humans. It's that instinctive wish to be happy and to not suffer. It underlies every action we do, every choice that we make. So if we have such a strong wish, If everything we do is imbued with this desire, then why are we not happy? Why, no matter how hard we try, stable happiness, fulfillment, contentment, joy, seems to be so elusive? One of the things that Buddha says about this is that we don't know the real causes of happiness and suffering. So what is our recipe right now for happiness? Well, basically it's getting, it's getting the nice things, isn't it? It's getting a, a nice house, getting a good job, uh, a stable relationship, living in a nice place, 
this is our recipe to have the perfect external conditions, the perfect external world to make us happy. So that is where we think happiness comes from. You know, we think that if I could just get this job where I work a bit less hours and I have some more money, then I'll be able to spend more time at home and work on my book or uh, support my family or be with my children. And then I will be happy. You know, this, this phrase, and then I will be happy. I just need X and then I will be happy. Then I will be content. That's kind of the way that we're going through our life. And that's the default assumption in, in everyone's mind, you know, and it seems utterly logical. We're conditioned to think that, that that's what's going to make us happy. Okay, but what does our experience show us? If this truly was the way to stable happiness, fulfillment, contentment, and joy, then in your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever years of applying this recipe of getting the perfect external conditions, would you not have found the happiness that you were looking for? Our experience shows us that we're not happy, we're not fulfilled, we're not joyful, we're not content. Sure, we have small periods of being happy, of being content, but it doesn't last. And so we keep trying the same recipe relentlessly, and we rarely ever question it. So what is the solution? Right now we're so addicted to this faulty recipe, we can kind of find it hard to, to hear and to change. What Buddhism says is that what goes on in our mind is the main cause of happiness and suffering. The external things, the people, the events, the jobs, the locations, they're merely catalysts. So we have three types of feelings, pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings, and neutral feelings. And these feelings are purely experiences of mind. They're not experienced by external things. They're not experienced outside of our mind. And so because they are experiences of mind, their causes are not to be found outside our mind. The things outside our mind can only be a catalyst. They can only be a trigger. And we know this, you know, we can see this again and again in our lives. We just have to, to think about this and contemplate this. One day we wake up feeling pretty content. And even though things go wrong, it doesn't affect us too much. Another day we wake up anxious. We can feel depressed. And even though it's really sunny outside, people are being kind and nothing is really going wrong. We're just not happy. We just, we just can't settle. What this is showing us is that the external world from its own side is not a cause of happiness or suffering. So if chocolate or pizza, for example, was a cause of happiness and contentment and joy from its own side, then it would follow that the more you have, the happier you would become because it's a happiness object. But we know from our own experience that that's not true. Also, if it was a, a source of happiness from its own side, then whoever came into contact with pizza or chocolate would be happy. But again, we know that that's not true. There are some people who don't like these things. 
In the same way, external things are not a cause of suffering or unhappiness from their own side. And we see many examples of this. For example, let's say that you have, you know, your roof is leaking at home or your car breaks down. For some people, it's a huge problem and it's a huge cause of, of unhappiness and, and anxiety and stress. And it, they really don't have any good coping mechanisms for it. And then other people, it's mm, no problem. It was going to happen at some point. Cars are not going to last forever. And they just, you know, they, they sort it out externally and, and, it's, and it's okay. There's no inner problem. There's no painful feeling. So if your car breaking down or your roof having a leak was a source of suffering from its own side, then everyone would have the same response. Now, this is such a simple concept, isn't it? You know, it totally makes sense. And we can check our own experience and see, you know, what, what does it show? And what it shows us is that what decides if this is going to be a source of happiness or a source of suffering is the mind. It is our response. The external things are just catalysts. They are just triggers and they have no real power to cause happiness or suffering. It is our response that determines whether this is going to give rise to pleasant, unpleasant or neutral feelings. So it's very easy to have an intellectual understanding of this. You know, it makes sense. It's logical, but it might not translate to a radical change in the way you see your life. And that's because we have this habit ingrained within us. We're addicted to this way of thinking. We're addicted to being attached to things. You know, we get this real craving, real desire for having these external things. And having desire in itself is not bad. We can desire good things. We can desire happiness for ourselves and for others. Desire is only bad when it's uncontrolled. You know, when it when it when it's negative and it causes attachment and it causes painful feeling. We're addicted to this. We're addicted to rumination. We're addicted to neediness, to anxiety, to anger, frustration. You know, external thing happens, bad thing happens in the external world. And because we're so addicted to anxiety and anger and frustration, that's just where we go. These paths are well carved. And so it seems like there is no space between the external event happening and our immediate response of frustration and anger. But what Buddhism is saying is that there is space there. There is a reaction in between. In between the external event happening and the feeling you, you end up with, there is a response from your mind. And through meditation, through developing our mind, we can open up that space so that when something happens, we can take a moment and choose which thought to follow which pattern to follow, and in turn, choose which feeling arises at the end. So where then does happiness actually come from? Buddha says that happiness comes from a peaceful mind. When our mind is peaceful, when it is calm, below the turbulence of all the nonsense and distracting thoughts that we have day to day, there is a genuine well-being, sukha, a happiness a bliss, a joy 
that just naturally arises from our own mind. So we've all experienced this at one point or another, where, you know, you've just felt so good, uh, so happy, so, so well, almost joyful, like you could laugh, and you have no idea where it's coming from. Through meditation, we can learn to connect with it more, to uncover it. This peaceful, this peace of mind is not something to be achieved. It's not something you, you know, you need to remove things from your mind and then make it peaceful. Rather, it's something that you uncover. Like clouds covering a vast blue sky. When the clouds disperse, this natural luminosity, peace, happiness, well-being is there. It's revealed. So what we really need to do is create a new baseline. Experience and become familiar with this mind that is peaceful, that is calm. Your true mind. Establish that as your new baseline. Don't identify with these negative states of mind, you know, our anger, our anxiety. We say, I am angry. In that moment, we are saying, I equals anger. I am angry. I am anxiety, you know. But instead, identify with this peaceful, calm and luminous mind. That's who I am. And now and then, there are clouds over my mind. There is anger, there is anxiety, frustration. That clouds my mind. But I don't identify with it. And so if we train in that way, then, you know, when we have good conditions, that's wonderful. That's great. And when we have bad conditions, that's no problem for us. Because in the end, we can't control the external world. We can't control external people. It just doesn't work out for us. You know, and so a great Buddhist master, Shantideva, he says, why cover the whole world in leather? when instead you could just cover the soles of your feet. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope this session has been useful for you. If you click through to our next podcast, you can practice the meditation for the week. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss or questions about today's podcast, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Please consider leaving us a review, subscribing to our podcast, and if you'd like, please consider donating to support this podcast.